It's time to get inside the Giants huddle. Huddle up, huddle up, huddle up. On Giants.com. Here we go, here we go. And the Giants mobile Get them in there, let's go. Part of the Giants podcast network. Welcome to the most recent edition of the Giants huddle podcast. John Schmelk with you, today's guest, former New England Patriot and Super Bowl champion Rodney Harrison. Now he's an analyst for NBC Sports on Sunday Night Football. But first, I want to remind everybody you can find the Giants huddle podcast on your favorite podcast platforms at Giants.com slash podcast and on the Giants mobile app. It's all part of your Giants podcast network, which is presented by Investors Bank. And now let's welcome in Rodney Harrison. You, of course, know him from Football Night in America on NBC. He'll have pregame coverage for Giants and Browns on Sunday night football. Rodney, thanks so much for being with us, man. We appreciate it. How are you? I'm doing well. Good to be here. Thanks. No, no problem, Rodney. So let's start here. Uh, as you head into this game and you start doing your preparation, give me your you know twenty thousand foot look down on the New York Football Giants and where they are as they're still in the mix here in the NFC East. Well, I like what Joe Judge is doing. Um, obviously, I'm um, on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I think they fly around. I think they play extremely hard. I think they have some some players that are. Uh, you know, really players, unselfish guys like Logan Ryan. I mean, for a guy like that to move from his cornerback position to go to free safety, it just shows the level of unselfishness. Love Jabril Peppers and, you know, him showing his versatility and, and really showing it just the leadership. Um, you know, those guys up front, Leonard Williams is having an outstanding year. Blake Martinez is all over the field. You know, when you watch him, you start looking at some of the better linebackers in the game, Fred Warner, Demario Davis. And he fits in right there, just the ultimate playmaker on the offensive side of the ball. Daniel Jones didn't seem like he was healthy last week, seemed like he was really guarding his leg. And if they can't get him healthy, that's a big part of the game that, um, you know, he needs to utilize. And um, if, if he's not able to use his legs, then he's a different quarterback. Yeah, absolutely, Rodney. Let's start the defense first. Obviously, you know, you played on the defensive side of the ball, and we've been kind of joking this year that this defense kind of looks like Patriots South a little bit, the way they're playing. Do you see just the way they organize things and the way they disguise and those sorts of things that reminds you of some of the stuff you did when you played for Bill Belichick up there in New England? Yeah, absolutely, and, you know, just implementing, um, you know, and not making the, the huge mistakes playing good team defense and kind of a bend but don't break at times. Saw some, you know, some holes last week as far as the run game. But uh, when those guys get going, man, they play really unselfish team defense. They fly around. Um, they don't give up a lot of big plays, and, and um, they hang in there. Even last week when they lost, they were fighting and clawing. They played hard. You can never say anything about their effort. That's what I love. You know, Rodney, you mentioned it. You mentioned the safeties off the bat in your first answer. Then you mentioned, I think, was the other key is that they're not giving up any big plays and really just not – having any blown assignments and doing that, I think, is, is such a big part of being a good defense. So as someone that was that center field or in that back-end defender, why do you think this Giants defense is so good about not giving up that big play? Well, I mean, it's just it's coaching. You know, it's coaching. When you coach and you emphasize those things, creating turnovers, getting pressure, not giving up the big play, you give yourself a chance. And that's what happened. And you have to think, too, like when you, when you look back at what they did against the Seahawks, I mean, they were, they were really playing at a high level both on offense and defense, just, you know, just playing with that energy and emotion. And, you know, this is not a team where they're so talented, where they, they can't come and play with a lot of emotion. They have to play with a lot of emotion and, and passion in order for them to win some of those games. I just didn't see that same passion last week against the Arizona Cardinals as a team. 
when you see how they're disguising things on defense, they're a heavy zone team. I'm sure if you got Patrick Graham during the summer, you you know, you know injected those some truth serum, I'm sure he'd say, I like to play a lot more man-to-man. But he saw kind of what the talent they had, and they have to play zone. So when you see their zone, how they're executing, and how they're disguising specifically Rodney, what do you like about what they're doing? Well, like I said, like just the communication. Everybody's been on the same page. And every week that we watch football, we see the same thing. What, what did we see against um, Tampa Bay? Uh, against Kansas City, big plays, you know, and, and that's what they're not giving up. And when you don't give up the big plays and you're communicating and and you're disguising, it, it just forces that quarterback one extra second to say, okay, what, what, what are they doing on defense? Mm. But they do. I still do believe that they have the capability of going, you know, more man-to-man coverage if, if, that, if that case um, calls for it. But I just like the fundamental defense, um, them flying around, tackling, being excited about playing defense – Look, if their offense is struggling, and that's what I like about the Giants, it doesn't seem like it bothers the defense mentally. They just continue to go out there and do what they have to do. You know, Rodney, heading into this year, I was worried about this pass rush. You looked at the group. You didn't see that edge rusher that you worry about. Now, Leonard Williams has had a hell of a year, as you mentioned earlier. What have you liked about the way they've been able to generate a pass rush without that big-time edge guy? Yeah, just guys getting after the quarterback, playing with energy, playing with effort, all the different stunts and all the games they're doing up front. And not, you know, just competing with one another, but excited about one another if they get sacks and they get pressure. Just guys liking to play with one another. No unselfish guys. And that's what I think Joe Judge has brought. He's brought a bunch of guys that's buying into a system that play extremely hard that aren't, you know, me guys or I guys. And that's what you need. And um, I think he's building a great culture. Um, I mean, I'm just really surprised that after everything the Giants have gone through, you know, we're no longer talking about the Eli's. We're, they're focused on football. You don't have any distractions coming out of New York, and that's a good thing. Hey, Giant fans, get a New York Giants checking account from Investors Bank with the Giants brand, the debit card, security features, and discounts at the Giants online shop. You can earn up to $250 when you open an account at InvestorsBank.com slash Giants, member FDIC. We're joined by Rodney Harrison, who have pregame coverage and halftime and postgame on Football Night in America on NBC for Giants and Browns. So let, let's go to the offensive side of the ball, and you mentioned distractions. Unfortunately, on Thursday morning, uh, Jason Garrett had to get put on the, the COVID-19 list, and he will not be calling plays this weekend. Freddie Kitchens will. Now, that happened on Thursday morning, so the game plan was already developed. It's already in. So what kind of impact now does this have when Jason Garrett's not going to be the guy wearing that headset talking to the quarterback on Sunday night? Well, once again, it's just about being transparent. And, and, and um, you know, Freddie Kitchens, obviously, he's been a play caller for a while. He knows exactly what he's doing. But it's up to the players, ultimately, to execute the plays. So I don't think it's going to bother Daniel Jones or Cope McCoy, whoever's going to be the starting quarterback. Do you know, by the way, who's going to be the starting uh, quarterback? I do not. Not yet, Rodney. That was, that was going to be my next question for you, baby. <laughs> but, you know, but the one thing I do believe they need to do is um, they need to get the ball to Evan Ingram. I just I, – I look at this guy and – he is, like, I played against a lot of Hall of Fame tight ends. Shannon Sharp, Jason Witten, um, Antonio Gates, the list goes on. And I just, he is one of the most talented athletic kids I've ever seen. And it just, to me, I don't understand why they don't try to focus on getting him the ball um, more in the game. I know he's a young kid and he struggles with his confidence, but if you get him going early in the game, it builds confidence, and he can definitely be a weapon. And I think that's something that can really help their offense. Yeah, you know, and I think 
Ingram really frustrates Giant fans, Rodney, because you're right. I think he's the one guy in this offense that's a true matchup nightmare. If you get him on a linebacker or get him on a slower safety, he's a guy that can win for you. But I'm sure you've seen it watching the tape. He has these concentration drops that turn into picks, you know, doesn't finish a route the right way. How do you try to get a guy like that to be more consistent when he has the type of talent that you're talking about? Well, you you got to give him the ball early. And, like, whether it's a little three-yard out, whether it's some quick wide receiver screens, whether it's some, um, you know, just just get him the ball in his hands. And when once the coach shows that he's engaged and that he wants Evan to have the ball, that he trusts him, I think that's going to continue to build his confidence. You, you, you ever watch Green Bay play? Aaron Rodgers, he sees Devontae Adams out there one-on-one. The first thing he does is just flips it out there and let him go one-on-one. That's those little things like that to help build the confidence. Evan Ingram is a Hall of Fame talent, okay, a Hall of Fame talent. Now it's up to the coaches to build his confidence and put him in a position to be successful, but them not utilizing him is absolutely crazy. The, the kid has too much talent. He's so athletic, and, and I just don't know um, why they're not utilizing him the way they should. All right, and obviously we still don't know who's going to be the quarterback. Daniel Jones came out of last week with an additional ankle injury to that hamstring he had the prior week. He didn't move around all that well against Arizona Rodney. So as you head into this game, at what point do you say, all right, we have to go to Colt McCoy here, and we decide that whatever Daniel can give us, we have a better chance to win with Colt in there? See, and that's, that's the tricky part because you, you want to put Daniel Jones in there because you know it's a nationally televised game. It's a big game. Um, and obviously you want to have your best guy in there. But when he's not 100%, and we saw that last week, you, you take away what he does best in that scramble, move around in the pocket, and he's just, he's just not the same player. So obviously that's up to you know Coach Judge to figure out who gives him the best chance of winning. Um, but ultimately they're going to have to be able to run the ball, maybe take a couple shots down the field. I mean, if you saw the way – um, you know, Cleveland's defense struggled, man, giving up 40-plus points. Yeah. They're going to have to take some shots, run the football, and do different things like that. But it's time for Colt McCoy. He's getting his opportunity. He needs to step up, and he needs to play well and give him something. Yeah, I'm sure when you guys flexed this game in the Sunday night, you weren't betting on it possibly being the Colt McCoy revenge game against the Cleveland Browns, the team that first drafted him, right? <laughs> but, but, but you know what? Good point. That's where we are, and that's kind of what 2020 has been. Uh <laughs> How does this offense create more big plays, Rodney? Because I think that's one thing where if Giant fans could maybe change one thing about the offense this year is trying to get some more of those chunk plays. I just say this. I was watching the offense, and I was kind of like, okay, this offense is a little boring. Then you tell me that Jason Garrett's not going to be calling the plays, and maybe Freddie Kitchen becomes a little bit more aggressive. And what you do is on try to get second down and shorts and you know first down and take some shots and soften up the defense and, and send a message and let them know, hey, we're going to take some shots down the field. And that's what you do because a lot of defenses, if I'm a defensive guy, I'm telling my coach, hey, let's force this guy to throw the ball down the field. Let's take away any short, intermediate. Let's play some man-to-man and see if he's accurate enough with his hoppled hamstring or Colt McCoy if they can make those plays down the field. So defensively, I'm trying to challenge the Giants and force them to be able to complete passes down the field if they can do it. You know, the conversations we're having up here is how do you balance that taking shots but at the same time, we saw when they got into a must-pass type of game at the end against Arizona, Arizona started to tee off on the offensive line, right? Hassan Reddick was going off, Marcus Golden was getting pressure, and this offensive line, all of a sudden, you're like, oh, well, they don't have the running game, you're not in third and reasonable, you're not doing a lot of play action. The offensive line struggled a little bit. So, Rodney, how do you balance that? Trying to get those chunk plays, but still trying to protect a very young offensive line so that quarterback is secure in the pocket. 
Well, that's why you have you pay these offensive coordinators and these <laughs> offensive guys a lot of money because they got to find creative ways. You look around, you look around the league, and whether it's by play design, screens, quick screens, um, trick plays, people are bringing you know everything to the table offensively, and that's what I think the Giants are going to have to do: stop being so conservative and loosen up, take some shots, have fun in this offense, and you, you look at the players. And they're going to specific spots. You don't see a lot of, um, you know, just a lot of dynamic play calling from the Giants. And I think they need to change that. Open up, do some trick plays, some, you know, quarterback throwbacks, just something to, to make this offense a little bit more creative. Have you been impressed, though, with what Wayne Goldman's been able to do in this kind of power running attack that the Giants have focused on? Yeah, I've been really impressed, and it just made me realize too that you you, you really don't need—and this is no disrespect to Saquon Barley, but uh, Barkley—but you don't need a superstar running back. I mean, when we had our um, championships, we had Corey Dillon, who was a really really good back. But I, I just don't think you need superstar running backs in this league. And it's no disrespect to—it um, just shows you how well that Wayne Gallman he's he's looked and. You know, kind of reminds me of Ricky uh, Waters when I see him run. Mm. High knees, he runs with a lot of energy. He runs kind of upright. Just um, I just lo- enjoy the kid, and he's definitely making the most of his opportunity. I like that comparison. You mentioned Joe Judge off the top. When you say a team is well-coached, what are the things, Rodney, that you notice that indicates to you that a coach has the ear of his team, knows what he's doing, and just the whole program's heading in the right direction? As a former player, what do you try to look at, and what do you see that makes you think that? I think the number one thing is discipline, just the discipline that the team has, the effort that they play with, and just how excited they are when other guys make make plays. And that's what I see from them. When other guys are making plays, they celebrate it. It's not like they're selfish and guys are out there for individual accolades. They are a team, and they're building. I love these young you know, the young linebackers incorporated. You can see Logan Ryan talking to the cornerbacks and things like that. I just love the constant communication that the Giants have, and you can look at the record and say whatever you want, but here in the next year or so, the Giants are going to be a good team, and they're going to be a formidable team for a long time. I just I like what they're doing as far as just the discipline and the, the, the togetherness. They're a team, and they, they appreciate one another. The New York Giants and Quest Diagnostics want our fans to come back stronger than ever. Now you can order your own lab test through Quest Direct to get the health answers you need most. We're joined by Rodney Harrison, former Patriot, and of course he has pregame coverage on Football Night in America on NBC, preceding Giants and Browns on Sunday Night Football. And the Browns are going to be a challenge, Rodney, and a different type of challenge. I watched a lot of Nick Chubb this week, and I know he's not mentioned a lot in the same category as Derrick Henry and, you know, Dalvin Cook. Yes, and he is. He is, though. Yes, he is. Oh, boy, oh, yeah. he's good. Every week we're giving him love. Boy, he is. I'll tell you what, man. You better bring your big boy pants when you try to tackle that dude because he, he can not only gets tough yards, power yards, he turns those plays into big rushes, too. He is impressive. Yeah, you better you, you, you tell you tell um, Logan Ryan, you tell Jabril Jabril Peppers from me that they better come up and they better hit him, wrap this guy because if they're gonna come up and block him and try to tackle him, he's gonna bounce right off that. And then Kareem Hunt comes in, and we saw what he could do when he was a rookie. He came in and his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. You have to treat Kareem Hunt like he's a wide receiver when he comes in the game because he's an outstanding receiver. And then when he gets the ball in his hands, very difficult to tackle. So it's going to be incumbent on the, the DBs to come up and make tackles on these big, fast, athletic, um, solid running backs. And I think that's going to be a big part of the game, tackling. 
Yeah, Ronnie, Baker Mayfield's hot now, and I think you worry about when a guy like that starts getting confidence and he starts thinking he's you know college Baker Mayfield again, he's flinging it around. So how do the Giants slow down some of the momentum that he's built the last couple of weeks? you got to put pressure on him and take away some of the things that he likes, his comfort level, Jarvis Landry, jam Jarvis at the line of scrimmage, continue to disguise your coverage. Remember, he's still a young quarterback, and he's still learning. He's getting better. He's improving, but he's still a young quarterback. So continually disguise your coverage. When you put pressure on Baker, you know, put pressure on him. Force him out of the pocket. Make him go to his left. Don't allow him to go to his right side where he's super comfortable. And just constant pressure. And I think if you do that, you jam the receiver, slow him down, keep everything in front of you. Don't give up those cheap, easy plays. I always say this, make him go the long, hard way. What is that? 10, 12, 14 play drives. Make Baker prove that time and time again that he can go down the field and he can beat you. Don't give him those one-yard strikes for 65 yards down the field. That's a That's a... You know, you don't want to do that when you play against Baker. And the Giants are also going to have to block a couple really good defensive ends and Olivier Vernon and Miles Garrett. Those guys, it's, it's one of the top five pairs probably, you know, in, in the league, Rodney. So when you attack this Browns defense, how do you either attack those two, try to prevent those guys from wrecking the game, and how do you make some big plays and move the ball on the Browns' day? Run, run the ball right at them. Those great pass rushers, they want – you watched the tape from last week and uh, – and saw what, you know, Miles Garrett was doing. I, I think, who was it, DJ Fluker? And he just completely dominated him. Yeah, just dominated him. DJ Fluker just dominated, number 70, just dominated for Baltimore Ravens. And, and they just ran the ball, and had, they had a lot of success. So I say anytime you have those pass rushers, he's not getting $100 million because he's making 100 tackles every year. He's getting $100 <laughs> million because he can – you know, get double-digit sacks. So you got to run the ball directly at those pass rushes to slow them down. How important is it for them to get Denzel Ward back at cornerback, uh, the Browns, to get another good corner in there for their defense? Oh, really outstanding young cornerback, a guy that's very competitive, that can make plays, that can play man-to-man coverage zone, can tackle in open space. I, I think he's, you know, one of the top young corners in this league. And, you know, when he's healthy, He's, he plays well, so it's it's always good to get you know get your key, key guys back. All right, final one, Rodney. Give me a breakdown of the NFC East race here. We got three games to go. Washington's <laughs> in first place. The Giants right behind. Phillies, you know who knows with you know with Jalen Hurts as their quarterback. How do you break down this NFC East race with three games left? Well, right now, you know they asked me the same question about three weeks ago, and um, I said I like Washington because of Alex Smith and. Just he's not going to give you anything great, but I just don't think he's going to make the big mistake. I love Antonio Gibson, their, their running back, and of course that front four up, up you know up there just creating pressure and, and sacks and turnovers. Chase Young, so you know we'll see what happens. But um, all these teams in the NFC they have a good chance, and I like what the Giants are doing. They just got to come and bring that passion. When they bring that passion, then the Giants play on a different level. Yeah, Ronnie, I'm sorry, but I got to ask you. My first year with the Giants working for the team was 2007. And I got to be honest with you, I I feel for you because I watched how you don't played that. Don't feel for me, though. No, don't, I do. Let me just say this, brother. But you don't. Why? Why would you feel for me? Because I you thought don't. you played that play perfectly. The way you elevated and you tried what? to. It happens, right? Brother, let me tell you something. The Giants, the Giants, when we played them in a regular season, I knew the Giants were real deal because that was the most physical game that I played in in 2007, and that was the regular season. Then came to the Super Bowl. Them boys came out firing. They put pressure on us. They did a heck of a job, and they deserved to win that Super Bowl. They wanted it more. They played harder than us, and they end up making the play. So don't feel sorry for me. I got two back-to-back Super Bowl rings. I'm good. It was just it, it hurt obviously because you wanted that perfect season. You don't want to feel like you let anyone down. 
But at the end of the day, man, the Giants and Michael Strahan and them boys, man, just – Hey, you got to give them props, man. And they they went out there and won that game, and they deserved it. No, absolutely, Rodney. I, I hear you. I, I was just going to say, I thought that just talking about that Tyrese base specifically, I don't know what you could have done differently on that play to knock that ball away. I thought you played it just the way you're supposed to. And you know what? That's football. Things happen, right? Brother, when God has something for somebody, can't let you do to, to take away from it. So, you know what? The Giants. Hey, they got their Super Bowl championship, and um, they did their thing, man. And I'm really proud of the season that they're having now. Can't wait to Sunday night to see what happens. Yeah, us too, Rodney. God bless you. Thank you so much for the time. We appreciate it, and we'll see you on Football Night in America on Sunday night getting ready for Giants and Browns. Thank you. Appreciate it, buddy. Enjoy the game. Thank you. Thank you. That's Rodney Harrison. I had to ask about 2007 Giant fans. Sorry. I had to. Just had to. And you know what? God bless him. I think he had a... Really good reaction to it, and I think it, it was it was fitting. So we thank him for being with us as we get ready for the Giants and Cleveland Browns on Sunday night football. So, folks, just to remind everybody that you can find the Giants Huddle podcast and, of course, all the other podcasts on our podcast network on the Giants mobile app at Giants.com slash podcast and all your favorite podcast platforms. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave a five-star positive review if you like what you hear. And our podcast network is presented by Investors Bank. For Rodney Harrison, I'm John Schmoke. Thank you so much for being with us. We'll see you next time, everybody. Stay safe.